Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. My name is Oso Cardona, and I'm joined by Laura Taylor. Hey. Link Keller. Sup, party people. And Mark Quides. Hello. Laura, it is your turn this week. It's my turn, and mm-hmm. there's a new new Disney Pixar movie. Take so that, that's happiest pot on earth. That's what we're going <laughs> to talk about. What? We're going to talk about turning red. <laughs> yeah. I brought it up at work and someone was like, what is that? I don't know what it is. And then we explained and then they were ashamed that they didn't remember when it happened. Uh, when we brought it up as, as he should have been. That, you know, I had sad. somebody. I had somebody else talk about it at work, and they're like, "Oh, I fell asleep through that uh, and during that movie twice." And I was like, "What? Uh, excuse me? How? <laughs> it was so good. It really, it really was." But I and I asked them, "I'm like, how could you fall asleep?" And they're like, "I don't know. I just, I just kept falling asleep." And I was like, "Do they well, have narcolepsy?" <laughs> possibly. Yeah. What What's so good about it, Lara? Huh? Why do you want to talk about it? What's so, What's so great about this well, movie? I wanted to talk about this movie before I saw it because they have two, not one, but two diabetic characters on the in the movie. But that was kind of anticlimactic when I watched the movie. <laughs> were there were there two? I only there were saw two. there I were only two. saw the one Stacy. Mm-hmm. So I two. saw uh, zero. I didn't notice um, at all <laughs> when we talked about it earlier. I even made the diabetes reference, and then I thought, wait a minute, I just saw the movie. I don't remember a single. There's, there's yeah. two two girls have uh, sensors on their arm. Um, the funny thing is, this movie takes place in the early 2000s when we didn't have those sensors. That sensor this, technology. This is taking place in Canada, though. Did Canada have sensors? No. <laughs> they, they have better healthcare <laughs> yeah. than us, right? No, no, they didn't. They didn't. The technology did not exist yet. It did not exist yet. It's just like when we talked about on the diabetes podcast episode we did, Josue, when in Panic Room, um, the the daughter had a sensor on her wrist, um, and that was not available to anyone under the age of 18 at the time. And she was like 15. So, yeah. Still, representation, good. They had creators that were... Um, diabetic and that's why there are two characters but no mention of what these things on these kids arms are or anything like that they were very minor characters but i appreciated it it's Um, a world it's an alternate you know parallel world where everything is exactly the same except that people can turn into red pandas and and they they had sensor technology for diabetics (laughs) earlier earlier exactly yeah it's perfect yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, there are so many other things about this movie that I loved. Um, I don't know. I could go into more of those things now, but I want to hear what other people liked about the movie, and then I guess I can go into more of my my things. But I just, I really liked it. It was a lot of fun. I don't think I've laughed that hard in a while. <laughs> Mark, you were defending it now, too. What's a, what's a, uh, what's a great about this movie? Um, well... I just, I liked how, like, it really is giving it from, like, the, like, the pre-adolescent, like, right into the cusp. It's giving you that fresh perspective on, on what growing up is like. Like, it reminds, like, parents what it was like growing up and understanding that, like, 
hey, as as your kids grow up and start to discover who they are, like it's important that you give them the freedom to to make these discoveries because the harder you try to hold on to the chain, the more they're going to push back at, at you. And, you know, there were some things that I kind of like related to of like feeling good enough and, and trying to get parental approval. Um, I will say, though, I was physically cringing within the first like two minutes of the movie just because of how like accurate it was in terms of like the awkwardness of but like also owning it and I was like oh that's really cringe but okay I'm here for it let's write it out (laughs) and then it dissipated and I was like okay I'm okay now that that whole intro sequence it's done all right now now I'm here for the ride (laughs) Link what are your thoughts I really enjoyed Turning Red. I love red pandas. I was very (laughs) excited to get lots of red panda screen time. Um, I liked the family dynamics. I loved the friend group. Um, And I had several uh, moments where I'm like, oh, it's me. Because I was also in eighth grade in 2002, 2003. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, um, the big example is when um, Miriam gives May the mixed CD or the the uh, burned CD. I was like, oh, my, like there was, well, I still, I still have a ton of them, but like there was, there was a period of time where I would just borrow people's full like CD binder cases and take them home and burn all of them and then make mix cds for my friends yeah that one that that took me back even harder than the tamagotchi did (laughs) for the young people in the audience burning a cd means making a copy of it not setting it on fire we're not even just making a copy but making a playlist of your own and then burning it. Listen, I made a burns. I I made a mixed CD in like 2018. Okay, I know what okay. it's all about. I made I made one for my now wife. It was really sweet, really cute. I even like went out and like bought got like a blank like like a CD like cover thing. Yeah, and like oh, and yeah. I like I made like a custom like cover and like the back with like a plate like the the song lists on it it was for like an anniversary so i'm young i was probably i think i was in like second or third grade in 2002 but i'm not that young i know these things i know what a floppy disk is i wasn't i wasn't saying it for you i was saying just in general like i I felt i felt i felt i felt directly i'm I'm sorry you felt that way A I'm burn is feel something. There. Yeah, like it means different things today <laughs> than it did back then. It's just what's a CD? It's a look. I'm just I'm mm-hmm. I'm just trying to cover our bases here. <laughs> you sure we don't lose anybody? I enjoyed the movie a lot too. Uh, I haven't I haven't talked about my niece in a, in a while. Um, my my niece and nephew. But I thought of of my niece a lot during during this movie because um, when whenever I'm with her or she tells me about her day, she's telling me about like like uh like like um may and her friends right it's mm-hmm. it's like it's like oh right and like they're writing stories and they're and they're obsessing about boy bands and and stuff like like it like it's very it it was very um like evident to me that i that at least not in disney movies like this mm-hmm. that there is 
that perspective, like of, of, of just like girls who are friends, right? Like in these types of movies. And it was, it felt very uh, refreshing to get a very, very different um, like lens to have an adventure through. And I, and I kept thinking of my, my niece throughout it. The other thing I really like about the movie is that the things that are presented in the movie work as metaphors for multiple things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Mm, that's, ooh, that's, that's, that's what we love here. Let's, uh, <laughs> can't wait to dive in to, to all that. So I'm, I'm sure that, uh, there are people all over the world relating to uh, this movie in completely different ways. <laughs> Which is interesting because the criticism, there was so much going around the internet about how a reviewer said it's not relatable and it's made for one single audience. And I'm like, there's so many things to relate to in here. Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, so the, the one that I saw, not, not to give it more like more attention than it deserves, right. but the, the stupidity was like, oh, like I didn't feel like this movie was speaking to me. Right. And it just, mm-hmm. it was like the obvious, uh, the, the it was so funny that the way that people trolled, uh, trolled them, uh, um, like examples, like, uh, like, like, oh, I watched Toy Story, but you know, since I'm not a toy, like, it didn't speak to me, you know, <laughs> and like, and like, there's just like a million versions of that, and it was so good because it just pointed out. I mean, that's a different way of of kind of saying what I was saying, right? Where it's like, oh, like this is a, this is this is that's a perspective, and we don't see that often. So apparently, this reviewer is like, oh please like i'm i need i need i need something that's like just about me through Mm -hmm. my lens of of the world and it's not so like this sucks it's like oh thank you for pointing out (laughs) in the worst way (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh what this movie did successfully yeah it's uh yeah 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 yeah. there's as someone who was once a preteen teenage girl i really appreciated this movie for so many reasons um it made like mark said the awkwardness but like i'm also gonna bring up they they talked about periods and that is the thing on the internet that people are complaining about the most and i'm like "Mm, yeah i want to celebrate how many uh Uh, different uh, pad brands uh they came up with uh, oh my awkwardness is great (laughs) That was one well-prepared mom. Uh, I, I would put an asterisk on it in that a truly well-prepared mom would have already talked about all this stuff. And I'm applying that to mm-hmm. menstruation and also the fact that you're going to turn into a red panda. I feel like both <laughs> of those things could have been talked about before the event. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this is a good starting place for that conversation. So this is doing the work. Mm-hmm. And I uh, props to that. I loved I loved the period representation. I thought it was, it was very it was cool great. and funny and perfectly timed. Excellent. And the perfectly the mom shows up at the school with the pads. Don't forget your pads. So embarrassing. Oh, <sighs> that scene in the um in the convenience store where so like, embarrassing oh my, oh. Yeah, right. like, time slows down and no, like no. Oh, no, no 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 i stopped breathing no. <laughs> mm-hmm. i was like is she really going to oh my god she is oh no oh no yeah and it's interesting this movie i talk a lot about like missing my mom but this movie made me the one thing that I can appreciate about my mom passing away when I was 11 
is I never had to have any of those experiences with her. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my goodness! I get to have a wonderful memory and not have those experiences. Um, if you change your mind at all, uh, just tell uh, your mom Marta respectfully bows out, out before the cringe <laughs> times come. Exactly. It's so exactly. funny! Oh my god, Laura! It's, it, I, it's 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 the truth. I was like, huh, I can I can appreciate that. But there are so many other moments in the movie that I was like, oh, I wish I had that with my mom. Um, there's like Nina and I were watching it together, and when um when May says like I like boys and I like loud music and I like to gyrate Nina's like I feel like that's something I said to my mother was something like something I said to my mother and I was like I hope every preteen girl tells their mom I like to gyrate now I think um I'm sure Nina said that yeah I'm pretty something sure. like that yeah something like that it sounds like something she would say yep. um mom everybody grinds at the dance shut up Right, right, right. <laughs> My goodness. Um, so there are so many good moments in this movie dealing with all kinds of relationships and um, friendships, family relationships. Get into the the grandma and and the aunties, and oh, it's all so good. It's all so good. I don't even know where to start, other than what we've already talked about for fifteen minutes. <laughs> I think you've got notes. I do have notes. Um, okay. Uh, the the scene in the beginning when uh, dad is cooking is so sexy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Very, very Studio Ghibli vibes with the cooking. Fantastic. Studio, St- Studio Ghibli. <laughs> and um, I love the, the callback um, at the end when... Um, mom invites the the friends over for dinner and they're like oh we get to eat his food yes i loved that i loved that that was fantastic um why was it fantastic because it was sexy as fuck because <laughs> dad food was is magic because dad was cooking because it looks so good. Oh my gosh! It was I, beautiful. I like to like the the anime glasses like shine and then it just I was like oh no it's just the fog from the, the food. Let me just wipe that yeah. off real quick. Yes, yes, I love that. Um, I do want to point out that this is the first Pixar film that is led by a woman, Domi Shi, which is very cool. She's been working with Pixar for many years, um, but this is this is her project. She's she is the showrunner the leader and i think that's really cool and i'm very excited about that there was so much representation of different types of people just milling about in in this school which i loved i don't know if toronto was actually like that in 2002 but i like to believe that it was because it was beautiful to look at seeing all sorts of different types of people even even at the um at the concert, it's like when they're all running away from the giant pandas, <laughs> there's a girl in a wheelchair. I was like, oh, that's so cool. I didn't notice it the first time. But the second time I got very excited. Um, but yeah, lots of lots of great representation, um, even within the friend group, like Miriam and Abby and Priya and May. It was all so unique and special and they loved each other so much. It was beautiful. 
I am waiting for Miriam to realize that she likes girls. I'm just saying. I also got that vibe. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Big time. Mm-hmm. And I said to Nina when I, when she was like, why does the tomboy one always got to be queer? And I was like, because that was me. And I was obsessed with boy bands. My first concert was the Backstreet Boys. So that was I, I that also was me. I also think <laughs> Priya gave off some some queer queer vibes too and mm-hmm. they 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 sort of danced around it in how she interacted with the uh the goth girl whose name I can't remember but they were vibing and I thought it was very cute. And I was like, "Oh. Oh. Uh, uh. Are there queers in this friend group? Cuz if there's one, there's probably more than one, just statistically speaking." Mm-hmm. 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 Good movie. Good movie. Um, one thing that I liked, I saw this meme that was talking about the relationship with um with May and her mom, and it <clears throat> basically says Ming Lee put a lot of pressure and smothered May to the point where she was terrified of ever making a mistake getting a bad grade or disappointing her in any way. And there was not a single doubt or implication that Ming Lee didn't love her family. She loved May more than anything in the world and constantly showed it. And those are statements that can and should coexist. Um, and I really like that sentiment that like parents are imperfect. Um, and they show love in different ways. And maybe, maybe they learn, just like Abuela learned <laughs> in Encanto. Just maybe. Just maybe. 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 Yeah, I, I really like the the relationship that we see between May and her mom and then her mom and grandma mm-hmm. and how they've all sort of dealt with turning into red pandas and also being immigrants and how the need to fit in has changed over time. And so the standards that grandma held to Ming were different than the ones that Ming held to Mei, but even then is coming from the experience that she had. And so she's reenacting the same sort of like, no, you, you need to do the ritual to bind your red panda because that is what we all do now and may being like you know what i don't want to do that i don't i don't want to do that i i don't have to do that i have acceptance here and maybe you didn't and that's sad but i do and i don't want to bind that aspect of me and that part of who i am i think that that was really beautiful i do also like like sort of like the parallels like you were talking about like between like may and her mom especially like at the end when they're all in the ritual and then like may has that interaction with her mom when she was her age or or roughly around that time and they're both having pretty much the same exact thoughts of like i want to be good enough i i have to do these things I, i have to be essentially perfect and then and she's essentially trying to comfort her mom almost like like she's talking to one of her friends of like yeah i get that i know how that feels and it it's not always like that and then they they walk through the 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 forest together until they get to the this point like this 
you know, the back to the Grove. And it's like this sense of understanding between the two of them. And even though the mom still wants her to try to conform and, and try to like, you know, still do the things that they've like, they've done for so long. She also is now more understanding and more willing to accept her for, the direction that she wants to go so like you know she doesn't want to give up her panda and wants to keep that part of her then she's like okay well i i'm still gonna try this however regardless of what you do i'm going to support you i'm always going to be proud of you and i'm always going to love you which i thought was nice i thought it was really important that may explicitly said look i want to do this thing but i am scared that it is going to take me further away from you and how mm-hmm. like how how very like open and honest and vulnerable it is to actually say something like that of like look i this is the choice i need to make to be true to who i am but i'm not doing it as a way to like act out against you i i am afraid of losing our closeness but it is important for me to be who i am and i hope that you can accept that and mom being like I'm fucking scared too, but all right, I'm in. I'm in and I want to watch you grow. Even if that means that you're going to grow away from me, I want to I wanna witness your growth. And I think, oh, that's so good. It's definitely something mm-hmm. uh, that every teen probably needs to hear. <laughs> and prob- And every parent needs to hear to see this and see that, yeah, it's normal to be scared that your kid's growing up. It's normal for a kid to be scared of growing up or f- separating from a parent. It it just is. And we don't talk about it. We just yell at our teenagers. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I... <laughs> this is where, like, I started drawing a lot of parallels because like at least for me growing up like i i also had like a a really close relationship with my mom throughout all of my teen years and while obviously there are some things that like we didn't quite have conversations about like this idea of, of growing up and kind of growing apart from my mom was something it was a really big source of contention like it didn't really hit for me until i was probably like 17 18 ish or so but i remember specifically having a conversation kind of similar to um ming and ming of like listen i'm growing up and and i need to do these things and i'm not doing it out of spite i'm not doing this because i i don't want to be around you or i i want to get away from you I'm, I'm doing this because this is where i feel i need to go and my mom trying to to gather that courage of saying listen, I don't agree yet. I, I'm going to let you sort of like do your thing and just know that if for whatever reason, what you do doesn't work out, know that I I will gladly let you like open, like open my arms to you. No questions asked. You just come home. And that was like some of the nice things. And, and it like made me sort of remember the kind of relationship that I did have and the fact that I was grateful for it. Um, Cause I know that there are, if I look back on it, there are times when I'm like, Oh man, my mom 
was being heckin' rude. <laughs> trying to trying to trying to get me to not do the things that I wanted to do. And then watching this, I I look back on it. I'm like, she was doing it from a place of of love and trying to be a protector. At the same time, she was also scared. Um and trying to do her best as basically a single parent. Um so at least she didn't turn into a giant red panda and embarrass you in front of all your friends and half the city. You don't know it, that those things concert. happened. Mark hasn't told us everything. <laughs> <laughs> I have a secret, guys. I actually turn into um, a giant polar bear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the what, secret's out now. What, what emotions cause that? Um... <laughs> intense intense anger which is why i never get angry mm. 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 or maybe i'm like the hulk and i'm just always angry <laughs> i was literally just maybe. thinking that <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's why you ask what feelings but the the thing with turning red is her panda comes out with any intense emotion mm-hmm. um and she has to get zen and i thought that was interesting um the use of like brushing her hair as a coping strategy mm-hmm. um and the when she goes to this visualization place in her head of being with her friends yes she lies and tells her mom that like it's your love that makes me calm um it's beautiful to see her friends calm her in that way and it's something that i point to to all my clients about like who's your support system um finds it's important to have somebody to be able to rely on and or even there just even if it's not people having a place you can visualize it and it feels safe and calm to you um Um, but i I love that yeah also like a different types of grounding right things Mm -hmm. that you can you can find to anchor yourself um there yeah Mm -hmm. it, it emphasizes the 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 importance of the of her friendships and also i think of how that's been reading a lot on attachment theory so i think that's very much like a like a like, a, like safe haven type of thing right like mm-hmm. like uh, her she loves her family sure but like the place she goes to the people she would go to if she was not feeling well if she needed help if she needed support like that's that's where she's going right uh, the, mentally but also in reality and it's the only place where um she can more the safe haven than the home base thing right it's like i can be she myself can fully be herself yeah. i can it's the only way that i can be myself and and that's the biggest um like the the biggest metaphor for the for the red panda right being that when she's when she's going through the ritual she knows that she's she would be uh, rejecting and 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 literally removing from herself and locking away parts of herself that she's not ashamed of and she doesn't mm-hmm. hate. Actually, I hadn't thought about this, but uh, one of my childhood traumas. Uh, um, uh, I, I mean, there's a series of things, but there's this one moment um, where my my uh my mom had sent me some uh he-man toys i don't know if i if i've told this story before 
and so she's something like a big he-man sword and a skeletor staff and my family is very religious so they had uh they were not comfortable with uh this staff with a skull on it right and like they would like clash and like make sounds and it was it was so awesome and it was a gift from my mom whom i did not uh live with at the time my parents were divorced uh, so so my mom had sent me this as a present as a birthday present i think and so then my grandmother basically had a ritual where like she invited other people over and then like like while she was like praying and shit like made me like break this toy that my mom uh had had uh, given to me and yeah yeah and so it's it felt very much like even though i love this thing like that's not okay here and and we're gonna make like it's not just because like may may's situation is that she she's not allowed to be herself when she's with her family and then the extreme version of that is like actually we're gonna have a whole ritual <laughs> mm-hmm. right and and the family's all here and we're going to do this publicly and in a flashy way and 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 like symbolically we are going to remove this piece of you and and i mean there's even the more twisted version a piece of it is that like it it's actually it is somewhat voluntary right like apparently every single person goes through this ritual and has the has is like making a choice they have to choose to yeah yeah and so you feel super like when i was a kid at that age i don't know that i really had a choice right but i mean technically i could have i could have not done it but i didn't feel like i had a choice right and so um to may's adventure through the movie allows her to get to a point where when it comes to that ritual and all of that pressure like literally generations of pressure going all the way back to her ancestor right like she's been raised on this stuff you know it's like this is your duty this is what you do we work at the temple like but she has such a good time and and everybody is so accepting at school even the kids even the kid who who like bullied her like wanted red panda at his birthday mm-hmm. right like everybody accepted her nobody nobody was scared like just so much acceptance to then get to that point and then and it's like guess what it is what it's all been about you need to reject you need to reject yourself right now and it's like mm, sorry but like the other people in the world really love me and i kind of love me now too because of that so i'm not i'm not gonna do it that is that is a uh, hell of a powerful um, um, uh, story that we see play out there, and it's like mm-hmm. so in, it's something that we go through so internally. And I love the like all of the visual aspects that we have um, for it, and all of the different pieces that we can that we can see and um, and and play with in, in conversations like this and relate to. I. I am amazed at how close your story is to this story in this movie. And somewhere along the line while you were talking, I thought about um, the idea of the framework and the frame of reference that someone is working from. So Ming had this experience of being like the dad describes her as like a monster like as like destructive and so her red she was big very big (laughs) giant angry um and she hurts her mom and that framework makes her scared of like oh not i don't know if it's about 
say may hurting her but there is an experience of like i don't want my child to go through this guilt of hurting somebody i don't want her to have to be this to carry that and and not yeah. seeing her and her panda and who her panda is um and her i'm talking about may where the dad sees the video of her goofing off with friends and having fun and like saying you know this is this, you look pretty happy this looks this you looks know, not fun and nice you know i love the way that that played out because he didn't say you look happy here. It was like, no, it, was like, it made fun. me laugh. It made me laugh. Right? Mm-hmm. It was like, w- see, like he, he framed that as like, this brought me joy, you know, mm-hmm. not just like, I see that you're, ha- because there's no, your joy made me like, he didn't say that, but the, the essence of your joy brought uh, me joy. Right, right. Exactly. Like that, it was such an accepting way of talking about that because he could have said, you look happy. And then maybe a part of May would have still been like, yeah, like, obviously I look happy, but obviously you're not happy about it or you don't approve, right? And, like, without, like, just, I don't know what you're feeling. I'm not going to put words on it, but it made me happy to see this. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I'm, I'm not only on board, like, I like this. Whatever this is, I like it. I, that, that was a choice that they made to, to present it that way. And I think, I think that mm-hmm. that, that, that part really stood out to me. Yeah. I thought that was the, a really big power move of yeah. having the dad, not, not only like having it be the dad, but just the fact that it's a family member for herself because her whole thing is I need to do this for the family. This is all about for the family. And yet now here is someone from her family saying, this made me happy and I'm on board with this, you know, you decide and you decide to do whatever it is you want to do like like and and he's referring to simply just keeping the video or deleting the video but then that applies to the actual ritual itself it's like you decide to do whatever you want to do and then that's kind of like what starts her like realize like thinking thinking she has a choice (laughs) exactly and i i just thought it was great i would submit that the dad's support is not being like you should choose the panda versus you should choose what mom wants. I think that his stance is very much like this is all a part of who you are. You need to incorporate this thing that clearly look at this video. This is this is part of who you are. This is part of your joy and you should incorporate that into your full self. And I think that it is very easy to pit the mom against the friend group. But I think it is less of that and more of an overlap. And I think a visual example of that is when we see the the period scene and the mom is like, I've got all these pads, I've got Advil. She sends her with snacks and herbal tea. And then when she gets to school, (laughs) when she gets to school with her friends, her friends are like, hey, you're kind of stinky. And Priya has deodorant to give her, which is like a total bro move. 100% love Priya for that. But I think that that shows that they're not, these are not opposed forces. This is about learning how to incorporate where you've come from, your history, honoring your family and your traditions, and also being your own person, exploring who you are, and combining those things together. She is not rejecting her mom. Right. She is, yes, and I think that that is such an important thing to show to kids is like, 
there are going to be times where you are going to push against what your parents want, but it's not it's not always like that. And most of the time, I would say, it is some sort of shade of gray between those things. It is learning to differentiate who you are and the choices you make while accepting and honoring where you've come from and how you got there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, thinking of the exact same scene as the father coming with the camera, uh, the equivalent to that scene in Encanto, where the father comes in to the room and sees the, like the glass, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's playing out in a similar way. And I haven't thought this through completely, but, but I, I was thinking back to that, like the, like Mark, you call it a power move, right? It's like, it's like, it was just, again, it just represented, like there was no nuance. There was the only message was acceptance and not rejection, right? 100%. There was no, there was no room for interpretation. It was just like, I accept this period. We're done. And then in Encanto, right? It's like the father comes in and he's supportive in a way but he's still there's still this rejection of all the of these things. He's like he's hiding it. Quo. He's mm-hmm. hiding it. He's hiding it from everyone else. He's like, look, we can pretend that this isn't happening, you know. And here, uh, even yeah, I mean, link to take that point even further. Like even the moment that they realize that she's turning into a panda, it's like, oh, already, <laughs> right? It's like, oh yeah, I guess we've been waiting. Right? Like, there's no, there's never, um, like the things. Sure, the, the the mom is constantly rejecting things that that May likes, and her friends and things like that. But May has never made the case for those things being like important to her, right? And she just kind of plays along with that. She she didn't try, but of course, as the, as the movie progresses, we see. And then again, that idea of acceptance just keeps going, growing and growing and growing. And every single like at the end, it's just exponential. Right. Because then every woman in the family is just like embracing that part of themselves as like, oh, it's not just a negative thing. We can also we know that we can do good things with this. Actually, even before that, when when uh, for May, it, it basically becomes a superpower, right? Like she gets a, she starts double jumping. She figures mm-hmm. that out. And it's like, whoa. And then it's like just she, she has that Spider-Man moment, right? Like Miles Morales, where he's just like, oh, like this is so free, right? Like and she's falling in. That part was so good. Again, accepting just like this is it's all me. This is this is a good thing. The mom comes in. Kaiju mode breaking things apart and they and still everybody accepts her right it's like no we're still gonna help her it's okay we're just gonna just gonna you know we're here to help her out and we're gonna use ours be our version of it and 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 it's okay like it's just just acceptance 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 keep going through and even for town at the end is just like we're joining Mm -hmm. it we accept what's happening we're gonna sing too and just just and then they eventually take photos with all the whole family and everybody everybody it's great it was yeah it was very satisfying i loved the blending (laughs) of the four town song and the the ritual Mm -hmm. music in the final number was so good like thematically but also like it sounded great it was so good and oh my gosh i she does boots and what she goes like boots and boots and cats and I I had to look up what the instrument is called, but um, a wooden fish, or they're called idiophones. That's the the 
round wood thing that you you knock on to do the drum beat that the one that was red panda themed oh my god i want that so bad i want one of those uh anybody makes instruments out there that's that's what i would like thank you (laughs) i'm sure someone on etsy is gonna be all over that I thought it was so funny that when when you know they're they're doing the beatboxing and Tyler's there like with drumsticks like keeping the beat too like mm-hmm. he's all in at that point. Oh, that's another thing. Like he's the bully and all this stuff. And the moment that they see him at the concert, mm-hmm. they're just like ah, and they hug him. It's like you're one of us. Like right, he thinks he's mm-hmm. gonna get rejected, and he's not. They accept him did, immediately. Did you guys notice that each of the the girls had one of the the five four town members? They each had one that they were interested in. And then Tyler came in, and he was the f- he completed the group. They each had one. It was so cute, and I loved it. And in the it. picture, he's he's like back to back with with the one with the headband, just like him. That has mm-hmm. like the yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the the joke There's about the Aaron T and Aaron Z in the band <laughs> made me laugh. So I was, I'm like, oh, this is like Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the the boy band stuff was spot on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, that's the, there's an after credit scene where the where the father it's just the father listening to to Four Town too, to. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. Yeah, I yeah. actually when I was when I watched it the first time, it's like the credits were rolling and I started doing something else, and then I was like, oh, "There's an after credit scene!" I got so excited about it. <laughs> it's only a few seconds. It's very cute. I yeah. just I yeah. love that. I got I got real stoked on that after credit scene. <laughs> But but it was I mean, I I kind of like that they didn't like sure the mom didn't accept the you know, the music and the gyrations. But like there was there was no making fun of the fact that people liked boy bands, right? Like it, it's so easy to just make that a thing, and it didn't like no like everybody loves Four Town. Shut up, you know like. <laughs> One of the moms said that the that the daughter was listening to stripper music. <laughs> that was What's wrong funny. with that? She's yeah, like, what is wrong with that? <laughs> uh, I did. I did love that detail of the, the three girls are like, our parents said no, and then Miriam's like, oh, my mom said yeah, but I have to pay for myself. It's like that. I I don't think there was anything else that gave like her. Her name is Miriam, and then that interaction with her mom. I'm like, she's Jewish. <laughs> Yeah. Representation. Representation matters. Oh man. (laughs) Oh Uh, yeah. Lots of stuff to to. The Mm. the mermaid crush art, I swear, was on point. Um, It was beautiful. I don't I have no comment. I don't know what to say. So awkward. Yeah. So so awkward. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's nothing <sighs> more embarrassing than having your parents find either your journal, your hidden mm-hmm. drawings, <laughs> and then them having to try to have a conversation, either A have a conversation about it or in this case, um freak out. Mm. So I'm going through something like that. So we're we're moving into, we bought a house, we're moving into a house and I finally have room for all the things that my dad has been saving from my childhood bedroom. Um, And there's a file cabinet in my garage right now with, uh, I opened it up and I was like, oh God, please tell me no one has looked at this. (laughs) 
because there is stuff in there from like my role playing days on AOL. There's like games of mash from like middle school um like there's like i found a bunch of teen like bop magazine tiger beat magazine and then a victoria's secret catalog <laughs> the signs were all there oh my god was, i've got was, i've got a, i'm just a, like i can't i can't and no one nina can't look at it no <laughs> forbidden zone i have a file folder full of like old doodles from high school and some of them are wildly inappropriate like harry potter sex stuff <laughs> but it's like i can't I don't want to get rid of it because it's very representative of that time in my life. And it's art from my friends who I, none of whom I'm still in contact with, but at the time I deeply loved. And it's like beautiful to keep that stuff. But the idea of my parents like finding it and it's like you said, Mark, is like it's one thing, the discomfort and cringe of having to have that conversation with your parents, but the idea of them like, showing it to other people oh god i would have died um i would have died. i feel really <laughs> bad for a friend of mine my dad he's also been cleaning up things and he was cleaning off a hard drive from an old computer and he found a poem that my best friend in middle school and high school wrote about a, a friend of ours and um it's very embarrassing he texted me a photo of it and then i texted it to her and said um, my dad found this, and he read it enough to see your name at the bottom of it. <laughs> uh, good times. Um, I I have a, a time capsule type bin that's upstairs in one of the closets, and it's just a lot of my stuff from back in back in my grade school days. And there are things that that like my friends and I remember going through like the yearbooks in middle school and like making comments on people and like doing all these things. And I look back on it and it, it's just turned into a cringe capsule at this point. Like I hope to God, I like, I'm, I can't get rid of it. No, because but I never want to look at if it. If you ever get a really big head and very egotistical is like, you need something that can just pop that, pop that open, deflate your, yep. <laughs> deflate you a little bit. Another yep, form that. of grounding. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you came from cringe. We all came from cringe. Mm-hmm. You know, I was actually having a thought of uh, like, I remember driving, I was driving home from, from class and I kept, th- I had a random thought about how I acted in like sixth grade through middle school and I was just thinking back on all the things I've said, all the things I've done or didn't do. And I just wanted nothing more than to, to just crawl into my bed and never see the light of day ever again. I was like, oh, my God, I was so cringe. I was so awkward. I was so embarrassing. All of us were. <laughs> it was awful. It's an important part of development. Especially the ones who thought they weren't they were ah <laughs> uh, uh. uh, there was one scene kind of related to this uh, i'm wondering how you all felt about it when she's uh drawing in the notebook and so she's like who what did i do who did i just draw is that is that what was the kid's name devin devin from the- devin. devin is that is that what, am I? I don't even 
even like him. Wait a minute. And do I not do I, or do I? Wait, mm-hmm. what? Oh, and like <laughs> And then realizing or or at least like starting to well realize or, or question whether or not like what's happening to her. <laughs> mm-hmm. No? No one wants to no 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 one relates to that one? I, see, I can see your faces. Nobody else can see them, but uh, I, see, I see your faces. Oh. I don't know. I related to I that. Mean, to, to, <laughs> to that, but more so to after she gets caught and she is returned to her room after the very embarrassing experience with her mom. And she's like yelling at herself in the mirror about like, how could you do this? This is gross. You're drawing your stupid, sexy pictures. It's like, oh, yeah, no, I've been there. It's like, no. It is cringe, but accept it. It's important. It's, it's part of who you are. Part of you is cringy. When she, it's beautiful. When, she, when she's running past the convenience store and she sees him and she goes, Auga. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> I love that so much. That was one of the funniest. <laughs> and like the, the, the rapid like feet, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like I definitely did that out loud. <laughs> genuinely in middle school like that's feels something i did for sure <laughs> no i taught at a middle at a middle school for a while that is um all middle school teachers uh my just mad respect to all of you <laughs> that's all that's all i'm gonna say Hosway can confirm middle schoolers are cringe <laughs> Mm, I don't want to say cringe. Uh, I don't know what's the right word for it, but they're 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 something. It's a it's a it's a, a nothing nice makes sense during that time. It's uh it's definitely mm-hmm. a middle school. Ex- I mean, I, existence it, it, is awkward, but it is never more clear than when you are in the the eleven to fourteen age range. It is a hell of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's incredible. Oh, man, yeah. All right, did we did we hit all your notes, Link? Uh, pretty much. I did want to touch on, I really, I mean, it's a beautiful, beautifully animated movie. Um, they mm-hmm. did some really that, cool stuff with color. Um, the fur. Most, most specifically is that May is red. She wears red her... When she's got her panda powers, her hair is red. Obviously, the panda is red. Um, and her mom is always in green, teal colors. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to note that they both have a piece on their outfit that reflects the other. May, May has the green hair clip and mom wears the red panda pendant. And so they both have a little bit of each other. And I think that that's so beautiful. It's uh, really illustrated in that scene where she's doing the drawing is when she's at her desk, the lighting is green. And then when she Mm -hmm. goes under the bed, the lighting turns red. And I thought that was so beautiful. Great, great color stuff. Love that shit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Each of the friends even has their color, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, including why, Tyler, including Tyler, who brings another color to the group. It's great. Yeah. Mark, have we hit all the notes that you wanted to hit? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Laura, we definitely hit all the notes that I wanted to hit. No more, n- nothing else on the diabetes front. <laughs> <laughs> I I want, I want more. 
You should start a, a podcast. Yeah, about, you know, specifically uh, about diabetes. Um, but that doesn't get me diabetes content. Well, then you'd you'd be looking for it harder, and then maybe maybe people <laughs> will listen and start making more diabetes. But I content. am already I am already looking for it because I have the the like confirmation bias or whatever. I found I'm looking for it constantly, and that's how I was like. In the art, in the clip, uh, the screenshot they sent out, I don't know how released it last year. I was like, <gasps> someone who's diabetic. And then I sent you when they confirmed a second character, uh, a picture. So I'm always looking for it. I'm usually disappointed. Two steps forward, one step back. In this yep. Case. Basically. Well, maybe the next Basically. the next uh, Disney movie will be diabetes representation <laughs> the thing i thought was interesting is they put the the patch on the arm an insulin pump would have been accurate so see i knew you had at least one more diabetes <laughs> no one more diabetes um, no. thank you yeah thank an you. insulin pump would have been accurate yeah yeah <sighs> no historic hollywood if you need a diabetes expert consultant for your films we got right one here. Come on. I'm, I'm right here. What are you doing? Call me. Laura is available <laughs> for consultation. Uh, make sure you got money for those rates, though. It doesn't come cheap. Mm. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> come cheap. Because insulin don't come cheap. <laughs> no, it do not. <laughs> Even the generic brand. Will you accept insulin as payment? Huh. That's a thought. Offer negotiation. <laughs> Contact Lara. <laughs> pro- and any insulin of us. probably costs more than my going rate, but <laughs> maybe. Oh, to contact Lara or any of us, uh, check out the uh, our information in the show notes, along with uh, links to find uh, all of our community spaces where you can talk about this movie or other media that we discuss on this show and all our other shows on the network. I'm sure that uh, the Happiest Pot on Earth, our Disney podcast, will also cover this movie. And uh, I'm very curious to see what Ariel and um, and Steph think about about it as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening. Go to geektherapy.org uh, for more geek therapy. <laughs> Remember to geek out and do good. We'll be back next week. Mm, bye. Geek Therapy is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to making the world a better place through geek culture. To learn more about our mission and become a supporter, visit geektherapy.org.